Welcome to the eRealEstateCoach.com podcast, your place for the best new tips, tools, scripts, strategies, and tactics to reach your true potential as a real estate professional. Your host is Real Trends Top 500 broker, Jim Remley. Who is Jim Remley? Jim is a chocolate enthusiast, skier, and snowboarder, beach club regular, speaker, author, broker, investor, and dad. Jim shattered sales records by listing over 150 properties in one 12-month period at age 20. At 24, he opened his first real estate company. Today, Jim leads one of the largest real estate firms in the state of Oregon, on track to close a billion dollars in sales volume this year, and is the creator of the Path Performance Coaching Platform, a fresh, new, exciting approach to real estate coaching that is helping agents nationwide to achieve their true potential. I am super excited to have Mr. Mark Ritter on the program today. Uh, Mark is an expert when it comes to all things revolving around credit unions. Uh, he's been involved in the credit union world for many, many uh, years. And so he's going to be uh, sharing with us some really unique things that it comes to, you know, what we, we not, might not be aware of when it comes to how we can get loans done, uh, investment properties, uh, commercial properties, SBA loans and, and the like. So Mark, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Jim. Looking forward to the conversation. Yeah. So every, give everybody a, like a little background about, you know, how do you, how did you come into the credit union space? Sure. I was in, I've been involved with the credit unions for almost 20 years now. And the only thing that I've ever done in the credit union community is small business lending and real estate investing loans. Nice. Uh, and back when I started up, it was a microscopic level size industry uh, and it's really grown and boomed uh, to, to what it is today. And uh, it's still for as much as lending as credit unions do uh, still a lot of people just don't know about us or think of us as an option. Right. It's, it is interesting because I, I myself have a relationship with a local credit union. I have what's called a portfolio arrangement with them. We'll talk about that today together. But I don't think a lot of people, like you say, really consider it as an option. They go to a mortgage broker or maybe a bank, but credit union is probably, I think, kind of last on the list. I mean, you wouldn't necessarily go there, right? Exactly. And, and it's been the same for 20 years from, for me. It's getting a little better. Right. And the, the crazy part of it all is over 100 million Americans belong to credit unions. Yeah. How many people had their parents open up an account as a kid right. or they got the car loan from a credit union because they had a nice rate? Yeah. And generally, people have a favorable impression of their credit unions. That's true. Uh, you know, no, nobody's out there uh, protesting on their, their Wall Street <laughs> against their local nobody's credit unions. The pickets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it, it's been, and, and when I started up, it was such a natural, we, we, the credit union that I started up their business lending program, they had so many people who had accounts at credit unions, but then would go elsewhere when they started a business or bought rental properties. And, and, and I spent those first few years just bringing in all those relationships and they were the easy ones of things that credit unions like to do. Right. Right. Yeah. I think, um, What's interesting is credit unions have a lot of money to lend and they like to lend it locally. And it's interesting that they're probably a little bit more, I wouldn't say flexible, but to me, they've been easier to deal with than a traditional bank. Would you agree with that? The, the nice thing, what, what I call it is the community bank of 30 years ago. Right. It, it is much closer to that. 
that relationship banking where we're not just crunching the numbers through that you can actually have a conversation with somebody and talk about what what you're doing and what you're having and how how it works um, many times you could go into a credit union and if you want to talk with the CEO you can have that conversation we that we tend to be very flat organizations and accessible. Yeah. Uh, you know, as much as everybody wants a good deal on their mortgage, people always talk about that. They like that relationship and they want to know they're there for the long run. And, and, and that's what people are there. I mean, fine. When you look underneath credit unions are cooperative institutions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, so let's, let's dive in here. Um, you know, obviously you guys can do traditional loans, like, you know, traditional FHA, VA loans and the, the conventional loans and those kinds of things. Uh, and I and I assume that, you know, you're they're going to be very competitive in most markets with most other lenders and mortgage mortgage, mortgage bankers. But talk to us about the, what what a, a for the layman that doesn't understand what a portfolio loan is and how that would apply to like um, a, a credit union. What does that look like? Sure. And, and really what you're, what you're talking about is something that generally doesn't conform to the secondary market standards. Right. But you, you can have a lot of credit worthy loans that do not meet the secondary market standards of today. Yeah. Uh, you know, for, and a simple one is we do a lot of rental properties and to, to get a secondary market conforming loan on a rental property is, 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 is one in a million, it seems these days. So credit unions, because they have the liquidity, are, are able to look at those portfolio mortgages where they're able to offer a loan at very good, fair rates, but they're holding it in-house. And not they're re, not, not reselling it to the secondary market. They're not reselling it to the secondary market, and it becomes part of their portfolio. Got it. So it's their invest. There's in-house investment portfolio. They're making some interest on it, but it's being held in-house, right? Exactly. So I'll give you a classic example of myself, and, and then kind of another reason why I've now moved to portfolio loan is um, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, it fluctuates from time to time, but they'll have limits on how many loans you can have at any given time with them. So it was 10, it went to four, now it's kind of back to 10 in some cases. Um, so I'm maxed out, I, I can't have any more traditional loans. So I have to now go to portfolio lending, which means I have to find lender, lending partners like my local credit union who will hold these notes in house. And that's exactly what I've done. Um, that is that. Do you see a lot of that in your local market? Yes, and, and one of the 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 big factors that we've seen is also a few years ago when the tax laws changed, it became almost impractical to hold rental properties in your own name. Yeah, everybody formed the LLC of the day for your rental properties. Mm-hmm. Well, those are nice loans; they're credit worthy loans, but where you can't sell those out on the secondary market standards. Yep. And but credit unions uh, love that out. And, and if you look at a credit union balance sheet, generally they're not leveraging out their deposits to to uh, towards a multiple. If you have a dollar of deposits, many times they're lending out between eighty and ninety cents on a dollar that they're putting out in their the local money and relending it locally. Mm-hmm. 
That's great. So the, that's another benefit. The money stays local, which I love. Um, and it helps build a community. Another example for me personally is I, 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 one of my investment vehicles is RV parks. I'm buying another one right now. N- definitely non-conforming. I mean, it's really difficult to get. I don't think it's possible to get a non-conforming RV park loan. So that's another example of things that kind of fall out of traditional categories of being one to four units. As soon as you get over to over four units, basically you're moving into a commercial loan and you're pretty much going to have to be with a portfolio loan. Exactly. We work with about 75 credit unions, uh, all scattered all throughout the country. And there's some other companies like us. And we do from the small individual investor who maybe they're starting out with a few rental properties or they're just kind of getting into the game. Mm-hmm. We do what we do, uh, your owner occupied, what I call small balance commercial. Uh, our most common loan, you know, think of a downtown that has a storefront on the bottom and an apartment up top. Yep. That's our most common loan. Those mm-hmm. are commercial loans up to. Uh, we, we do some center city uh, real estate properties up to uh, the high $20 million range wow. and everything in between. You know, this past year, we were able to help a lot of realtors with PPP loans. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we also work with SBA loans for the people who have a business uh, and, and moving forward. So it, it really is almost that full service, uh, you know, we, we, we tend not to do be too crazy or exotic, uh, mm-hmm. but, but we're very flexible in what we can do. Let's talk about an SBA loan, because I think a lot of realtors don't really understand them and they're not tapped a lot for completing or being a part of a commercial deal. So yes. talk, yeah, speak to that a little bit about what, what is an SBA loan? How does that look? You know, Sure. And, and, there, and there's really two different primary SBA programs. And the lot of times when you have somebody buying a business location, uh, if you're buying a small business property and you got to put renovations into it, uh, many times you need new lights and fixtures and signs and some working capital. And all these types of things are necessary for the business, but I'm not financing a piece of dirt. So you'll hear people say, I need an SBA loan. And that's what goes through the 7A program, where for the additional risk, the lender will receive a government guarantee. Mm -hmm. And what's great is in the recent stimulus programs, the borrower doesn't have to pay any fees and neither does the lender. And the lender gets a 90% guarantee on the loan. Wow. So it's a great, you know, many, many businesses struggled over the past 18 months. Sure. So when you look at the financials, maybe they want to come out, maybe they had to close a business and they want to go to a new location. And many times you'll see if somebody's buying a business or expanding locations, those are SBA loans. Mm. The other SBA program that is extremely friendly for realtors and businesses is what's called the 504 loan. Now that's a straight commercial loan, but what happens is many times in in the commercial world, it's not uh, the residential side where somebody can put down very little money and get the loan. You have to put down 20% or even more 
on average. But under a 504 loan, the lender does 50% of the loan. And then the government comes in with a second loan for the other 40% and the business just puts in 10. Mm. And the interest rates on that are rock bottom. You can get a 20 year fixed loan these days in the 2% range. Wow. And it is a phenomenal deal for anybody who would want to buy or uh, renovate a commercial property. Interesting. So, so basically you can get in with 10% down on a commercial property. That's exactly it. Wow. You, 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 it's a really fabulous deal because ultimately we want businesses to be able to retain that cash to help yeah. them grow their business. Is there a requirement that it's your business that's, you know, or can it be a rental property? It, it has to be 51% owner occupied. So if it's a straight rental property, that's not a fit for that program. But if somebody puts a business into it, uh, a real, you know, a real estate agency I've done them for, that can be a 504 loan where uh, you can buy your property with a whole lot less uh, money down. Nice. So with that, let me ask you one other question just around that. With SBA loans, do, do you have to have real estate involved? I mean, is it always or can it be just a straight business? purchase? Not at all. Uh, if you're in a property, let's say you're in a strip center or in a property that you're just going to lease. Yeah, yeah. Well, you don't own it, but you have to renovate it. You have to make it look nice. You have to fit it out. Uh, SBA loans are a great fit for non-real estate loans. Mm. And, and, and what, what sometimes happens is people do a conventional loan for the real estate portion. Sure. And then for all those, you know, you need to buy computers, you need to buy tables, chairs, you need to fit it out and make it look nice and buy all the signs. Uh, that piece you can do as an SBA loan just to help you out your cash flow. In an SBA loan, you can even finance working capital. Wow, that's to help amazing. You, to help you keep that business afloat because it's expensive to put in a new location or hire people. Right. Wow. Interesting. And when you're doing those those kinds of SBA loans, is it you're submitting a business plan to justify the income stream that's coming in? How does that work exactly? Yes, it's as much for. Well, the first thing that we're going to do is look at you personally. Sure. We want to make sure you're stable. You're you know you you have some experience and can understand this business. Uh, and a good example is myself. If I wanted to open an auto body shop. Uh, I have great credit and it will be the worst auto body shop ever right? because I can't handle a wrench to save my life. Sure. So we want to, we want to look at that person yeah. then first that, that they have the vision and passion and they know what they're doing and they're stable. Then we go to the business plan and the financials. Uh, but many times in an SBA loan, we're looking at where you're going as opposed to where you've been. Gotcha. Okay. Ultimately, we want everybody to exceed, succeed. We want businesses to succeed. And it's not good for anybody if we put you in a position to fail. Right. So switching gears, which is same kind of track, real estate related, business related. What about builders? Um, are builders a big part of your business? Yes. Uh, and, and, and we have seen and, and in recent times that has really escalated. Mm -hmm. uh, because we're, we're just quite frankly seeing more and more demand for the housing. Yeah. Uh, 
to when everybody talks about the inventory issue, well, how do you create more in inventory? You got to have a builder with a hammer and a big pile of wood. Yeah. Uh, and so, so that's where we come in right? Uh, to, to help out and get people through that process. Uh, and, and in today's world with the price of lumber, the way it is uh, and materials and appliances, it's, a, it's not something where a, a small business can, can generally put out that much capital. Right. So, so we do help with land loans and development loans uh, to help uh, businesses grow. So there's more inventory and housing for everybody. So interesting. I think one of the things that we talk about in terms of lead generation on our side is turning somebody that is maybe working as a subcontractor, really good at their job, but has always dreamt of owning or building a house themselves, maybe a carpet layer, plumber, electrician. And somebody says, hey, I'd love to build. And you say, let's get you building. Let's get you out there. What's what's holding you back? The number one thing that's holding you back is financing. But yes. you're, in your, your mind, the community bank the credit union is uh, going to be the, the solution for that. Yeah, and, and we want yeah we want to make sure uh, a that it makes sense uh, in yeah. today's world and for the next several years uh, we know it makes sense. Uh, you yeah. really got to screw up building a house today for it not to sell at oh, a yeah, pretty sure. good uh, rate. You know right. our, our our biggest our biggest worries today is can you find uh, uh, the labor to help build this house. Yeah. And the materials, right? Yeah, and the materials. materials. So, right. but what, so we want to, if you can get those and, and the prices make sense and, and you have a good background and a good late, a good workforce behind you, uh, we want to help get that done because yeah. it, the full, I actually had this conversation today with one of my credit unions. It's really the full cycle of life where we can help a project in a community come together and then when that's built, the credit union can be the financing arm for that mortgage and become part of the community and paying taxes. And, and it helps build the community prosper. Yeah. And, and when we talk of credit unions, it, it, it's very difficult. They tend, not to, they tend to have a very long life cycle. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, sometimes the local bank comes in, they build up, they sell out and they go on. Right. Uh, credit unions look at their community and lending as a long-term institution. Mm -hmm. So the more money that we can place locally to help the cycle of life, and, and it's better off for the cooperative, and it's better off for the community. Now, are credit unions, are they a for-profit organization or is it very? No, credit unions in the United States are considered not-for-profit organizations. That's what I thought, yeah. There, there's no shareholders, there's no stockholders. Uh, they, are, they are run by a board that is elected by the membership. Mm. That's good. So that means all the dollars are being, I mean, supposedly being invested locally and, and back into the business and back in the community, which is great. Um, yes. So with that, um, I'm just my personal experience is um, what I love about my credit union is I've been able to give them all my financials, which is a stack. And now when I'm doing a new transaction, I'm just saying, Hey, I got another transaction. We update a little bit of the financials, but they're off and running. It's not the same as going to a traditional lender, which is what I love about it. And kind of back to your point of the relation, relational lending, I think is you have a relationship with an actual human being you can talk to and go over there and talk chat with and 
it's just a better relationship in my opinion. Yes, and, and, and credit unions are a cooperative industry mm-hmm. and they work well with their members. Yep. One of the hidden secrets of credit unions is that they also work cooperatively with each other. Mm. And that's actually what our, our company, MBFS, is owned by 13 credit unions. Wow. Now, most credit unions, if you think about it, they have a few branches. Maybe they're in a city in one marketplace. So sometimes their lending capability is limited right. uh, because they are community institutions. Mm-hmm. What we do is we actually bring credit unions together so that you can keep going with your local credit union beyond their legal lending capability. And we sell the loans off to other credit unions and participate them out. So, you know, credit unions don't have the lending capacity of Wells Fargo or Bank of America and Chase, but when they work cooperatively with each other, which, you know, we we provide support services for credit unions. Mm -hmm. So instead of everybody going out and establishing their own mortgage company and hiring a whole team. We, we do that collectively for credit unions so they could do it at a cheaper cost themselves, which keeps the cost down to you. What would be your recommendation to a local like a realtor who wants to establish a relationship with a, sure. with a lender, a mortgage officer at a local credit union? Sure. And, and, and the first place to check it out is, is simply, you know, you can Google up and see, drive around, think about those people. And I would, the first thing I tell people to do is check out their website. Mm. Many times you'll see the mortgages. And if they do real estate investment lending, you'll see that very prominently displayed on their website. Gotcha. Now, there are over 5,200 credit unions in America today. Wow which are many times more than the number of banks in America. Hmm. So instead of check out your local credit union, if you're confused or you're just not quite sure, check out a company like ours Hmm. uh, where people, where, where what we do is we work with 75 credit unions. So instead of shopping 75 credit unions, people apply with us, work with one lender and we just play, we work you, we place you with one of our clients who's the best fit and can offer you the best deal. And that's the same thing for mortgages, for commercial loans, for SBA loans. There's a lot, what what we're considered is a QSO, which stands for credit union service organization. Mm -hmm. And, And we're really designed to help bring scale to the credit unions. And so maybe that local credit union, maybe they do mortgages, but maybe they don't do business loans or vice versa. But somebody with us, you're working with somebody that's owned by the credit union industry that Mm -hmm. helps to give you uh, the best deal out there. Wow. Now, that's interesting. I think the the misconception is that they don't have a lot of money to lend. And so this is kind of blowing up that whole misconception where there's more money with banks uh, rather than credit unions. But in my experience, the reverse has been true. When you get to a certain point, you actually have more flexibility with the credit union. So uh, Mark, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you and continue the conversation, maybe an investor or one of our clients uh, here at uh, on our platform, how would they do that? Sure. We're very active on LinkedIn. 
And we also, uh, it's Member Business Financial Services. And my name is Mark Ritter. And we have many times, if we don't have a client or a credit union in your marketplace, we'll gladly research and help you out to find out who's lending in your area. There's no cost. There's no anything. We love to do it and get people uh, active uh, with you. Or you can check out our website, mbfs.org, and submit your information right on there. And uh, we'll hook you up with, uh, with a credit union to talk to. Love it. Mark, you, thank you so much for being on the program. You've opened everything, a lot of people's eyes on the benefits of working with credit unions and all the advantages that we can get as a result. Thank you so much, my friend. If you're looking for more ideas, tools, scripts, interviews, and strategies, check out eRealEstateCoach.com. At the site, you'll find an award-winning blog, starter kits, mastery courses, and the Path Performance Coaching. Also connect with Jim on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching for eRealEstateCoach.com.